do not want this argument, Lemon. Boston is the greatest city in the world. Oh. Boston Tea Party, Boston Cream Pie, Boston Rob Mariano, birthplace of Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, then he looked around, realized it sucked, and moved to Philadelphia. Oh, did you just whip a battery at me? Mr. Donaghy, I'm sorry. Can we get back to the meeting? Of course. My apologies to our friends uh, from the great city of Los Angeles. <laughs> Stop laughing. L.A. rules. Michael Bay, Freeways, Legoland. I'm not fucking going 7 and 9. Or 8 and 8. Or 9 and 7. Okay? Or 10 and 6 for that matter. This team's too talented. I'm not going to settle for that. Okay? I know what I'm doing. We had some 7 and 9 bullshit this morning. That seven and nine bullshit you're thinking about, Jeff, is not knowing the running backs of the team you're facing this week. You know the team in first place, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, most touchdowns in the league, and you're calling him Danny and the other guy Brandon. Is he reviewing film from uh, 2012? I'm not sure what he's doing. With me today is Tyler on the Malcolm Go podcast, episode 18, November 30th. Back by popular demand. We got email after email to have me back this yeah. week. Huh? Vince was uh Vince apparently has been taken out of um uh, taken out of commission. He he injured himself uh in much the same way the English patient injured himself. <laughs> I believe he, he, he was marathon training and somehow is uh trying to make the club from the tub. He ain't gonna be able to make the club from the tub. He's in a full body cast. I guess he got hit by a truck or something when he was jogging down Main Street, but you know, thoughts and prayers with him. Yeah, he's dead. There's something wrong. I, he's, you know, we're gonna bury him this week, but no big deal. Uh, we'll move on. We'll find a better guest. Yeah, what are you gonna do? We can't so, slow uh, down. Jeff Fisher, huh? So we were just watching a little bit of uh, Jeff Fisher on Hard Knocks talking about seven and nine bullshit. Meanwhile, um, he does not know who the Patriots running backs are. <laughs> Bill Belichick has meetings every single week talking about who went who's fuck, who's fucking whose wife on the LA Rams. <laughs> he knows everything about these people. He's like an odds maker. And this fucking guy who took a team to the Super Bowl one time, lost by a yard, doesn't know the running backs for the team he's playing. He's a he's a spygate and deflategate truther. So, I mean that tells you all you need to know right there. He he anonymously puts his names out there in quotes and everyone knows it's him. Uh but whatever. He still has that awful goatee. He's just a fucking just a mustache. Terrible glasses. Which only works in November. Yeah. November. Jeff Fisher is an asshole. And he's gotta be fired. I looked up some of his stats and they were horrible. There's a little I they couldn't have been worse if I if I fielded a coaching staff and put together a team and drafted them, I could have went better than eight and eight more than he has. His record is horrendous. Some good stats for you later on in the pod. But I do want to uh, apologize to the Malcolm Go uh, fans out there. Uh, my good friend and colleague, um, you know, equals me and Matt Chatham. <laughs> Matt Chatham was supposed to come on the, uh, the show this week. Had to cancel. No big deal. He had some um, scheduling conflicts. He had a uh, true story. He had a podcast with Brady Quinn, uh, ex-Notre Dame quarterback. I don't know what's next for me. Obviously, uh, ex-Notre Dame quarterbacks possible uh, BCS contenders take precedent over the Malcolm Go podcast. Mm. I don't know who's next. Could it be Elvis Gerback taking <laughs> over for me? Could be anyone. Could be uh, Bubby Brister. Could be any, any, any ex-quarterback is going to take precedent over the Malcolm Go, and I think that's... Uh, well, it, that's where the podcast suffers. To be well, honest. now that Vince is uh, no longer with the Malcolm Go podcast, we can tell you that his source in Foxborough this whole time has been Wes Welker. And Wes Welker, you can expect in the next two to three weeks to be on the Malcolm Go podcast. Wes Welker, so, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I still hold grudges over that dropped pass and him signing with Denver. Not sure I want him on the podcast. But, uh, you know, you take a guess where you can get it. That's right. I'll take Wes. We'll, we'll have a chat. We'll talk about all the things that he's done for the team. Um... It's a fucking hurricane out, by the way, right now. Can concentrate on it. Um, my friend Tyler here is drinking a forty ounce <laughs> to represent the uh, L.A. Rams week. Exactly, it's perfect. <laughs> Pour one out for one's homies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my homies in South Central. Oh shit, <laughs> niggas is wildin'. Um, so this was a close week. We knew it was gonna be close. Didn't quite get as many points as you thought. Vince was freaking out. He thought he was going to have to watch, not watch the rest of the games. Luckily, he got AIDS and died. Um, <laughs> so the the New York Jets, too close for comfort this week, hated it. 
uh, I was nervous the whole time. I knew it was going to be tight. I don't think you thought it was going to be as tight as I. Did you say they were going to put up 38 points, though? Which is ridiculous. I, I thought, yeah, I thought That's embarrassing. Said, well, the whole game felt uncomfortable. The Pats, something was off with the offense. The defense didn't feel right. Like, the whole game, we really just, I mean, we won, which is a testament to how fucking good we are. But it really just, I don't know. The offense just looked like shit. I thought it was the best win. Other than winning in Arizona game one, I thought it was their best win of the year. Come back. Not playing your best. Your defense is playing not great. Your offense is struggling the whole first half. And um, you come out and and basically Brady makes his championship drive, as usual. Yeah, that really is a a legit win. If you look at it, to play that bad and to still get a win is pretty impressive. It's got to be sickening to be any AFC East foe in this fucking division because all it is is constant. You know you're going to lose. It's the same way that I felt. Only on a lesser scale, because this happens twice a year, whereas when you play the Yankees in the 90s and early 2000s, you played them 100 times a year, and Derek Jeter would come up, and you'd lose the game, and the Red Sox would suck again. It was always you knew. You'd be like, ugh, he's up. Or uh, for a long time, it was Hideki Matsubi was going to double. Tito Martinez. Tons of people just bomb it, and Red Sox can not get out of their own fucking way. And now Tom Brady's just, well, he's been that way for about 16 years, and I, everyone in that MetLife Stadium must have just been like, ugh, they're not going to stop him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, no you just knew it was coming. Brady, I mean, he, what is it? There was a stat I saw on Twitter. It was like 50 out of his 200 wins comebacks. Ha- have been comebacks in the fourth quarter. Game-winning com- drives. Game-winning drives. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't always put too much stock in the game-winning drives. That could just be you were down by one with 10 minutes left, you know, and then you won. Yeah. So it's like, it's never like, you're down by, it's not always final drive. I always consider that game-winning drive when you're down by, like, three or four with the, um, you know, the game on the line and a two-minute drill, and then you win the game. That's what I consider a comeback, a great hero. So, I mean, they, they pad those stats. I was like, I forget who it is. It's like Andrew Luck has, like, eight, he's got, like, whatever, 50 wins, 49 of them are comebacks because yeah. they're always losing in the well, fourth yeah, quarter. Because he's, yeah, but the difference is he's thrown three picks in the first half and comes back in the fourth quarter. Everything, everyone thinks Drooling. he's a hero. Drooling. He got a, uh, an MVP vote, like, their early MVP votes on ESPN. I was like, how is this even possible? No, that's insane. Somebody didn't even have, oh, Peter King didn't even have Tom Brady in the top five. Which is, uh, I get, I understand that people take those first four games away from you, but... At this point, I mean, he's showing up the league. He's there's nobody in the there's no quarterback. Maybe Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson are in the same category as him, uh, but only him and Drew Brees are good quarterbacks that are left in the NFL. There's nobody else that's the classic quarterback. Yeah, like, besides my boy Derek Carr. Oh, Derek Carr. There's a couple Derek Carr fans in the New York contingent. They uh, he broke his little fingy. Or something. What did he yeah, do? Yeah, his pinky like fell off. I don't Completely think it fell off. off. It's it's Ronnie Lott. He bite it off. Yeah. Like in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, Ronnie Lott cut off his finger. Because <laughs> he was like a <laughs> psycho animal he was. Cut off his finger rather than come out of the game. Yeah. I heard uh, Vince actually did that. He's on the side of the road and he had to cut his own leg off just to survive. No. I told you it was the AIDS. He got AIDS <laughs> from, a, from a weird encounter in a bathroom stall on the mass bike. He got... It rapidly grew in his system, and he died on the side of the road. What uh, came in through his ankle. Again, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, well, anyway, the defense I was, I was happy with. I knew that the Jets, the Jets have weapons. They Let's do. not pretend they don't have weapons. Yeah, they have a I mean, Decker's out, but they still got Brandon Marshall, who's a machine. Matt Forte, who I thought they were going to have a problem with, and really controlled the whole game. But every single time he got the ball, he did something. They just didn't give him the ball. Every single time he got the Forte? ball, he got, yeah, he had a. I don't know. I thought that they shut him down. Carries. They ran him through the ta- in the ta- in between the tackles, the, f- the whole game, and the uh, run defense was spectacular in this game. Uh, Landon Roberts really the only negative play. I mean, he he blasted through the line in the first quarter and made a made a tackle. That's what I think he's best at is is coming through the line, guns blazing and, yeah. and making a big play. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to go side to side in this league much longer. Um, they're going to catch on to him. Hightower had a big game. Alan Branch had a big game, which hurts. Because Malcolm Brown had a decent game. Malcolm Brown, I thought he had a great game. as uh, One of his best games as a professional, riding the line. And uh, I mean, the, de- the run defense is top five in the league right now, if you're looking at all the stats. And um, 
I mean, that's what needs to happen if you're going to win in this league. Because all I've heard recently is that this is a running league, right? Is that is that correct? No. <laughs> that's incorrect. It's a passing league. Um, but it is a running league in the playoffs. If you look at it the is, teams who always especially win. Especially in New England. Once it, once the weather gets inclement. Yeah. Seattle, I mean, that's they've been there because Denver last couple, last year, last few years have been running game. Carolina, yeah, you're going to really have to, running the te- and- to beat teams like Denver, teams that you're going to have to face. I mean, Denver, Kansas City, Oakland, they're run-first teams. Um, so you stop their run, you make them one-dimensional. I mean, anything goes. I mean, Brady's going to put up points on anybody. You yeah. saw him. He already did it against Seattle. Uh, L.A. doesn't have a good defense. He did it against the Jets. Apparently, they don't have a good defense, but they, they played tight against the Pats. Um, you know, so I, I was impressed with the defense. I thought that they, they, they played tight. They, you know, in the first half, they were, they were uh, playing some soft zone man principles and then mm-hmm. just kind of giving up easy passes. That Quincy and Noon was a stud. Yeah. Love that guy. I don't know. Uh, the Jets always have one receiver that I wish was on the Patriots, and he's the one now. Uh, for a long time, I loved that Jeremy Curley. Uh, but, I don't know, they always have one receiver that just fucking crushes the Pats. And I can go back to, like, Lavernius Coles. <laughs> and then there was that other one that, I think he's still in the league. He was in the league for, like, 200 years. He played for the Jets, then the Carolina Panthers, and then the Steelers. Uh, I just remember the one game that the Patriots were losing uh, and couldn't come back, and I just felt like the Jets were going to win. And uh, the ball had hit him. He was tackled. The ball landed on, like, his ass. He just grabbed it and got up and ran for a touchdown. Fucking forget his name. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm he obviously not I feel like he played for the Steelers, too. He after, did. He played yeah. for the Steelers. He ended his career with the Steelers. Or his career with the Steelers. Fuck. I can't remember him. Not important. Um, Apparently, it wasn't that good. But, you know, also, I thought the offense was slow. Because Brady, Brady was struggling in the first half. Missed two practices. Also missed today. Um, his knee, his knee swollen. I mean, he took that big hit from Cam Chancellor, and uh, obviously it's affecting him. I mean, he doesn't miss practice often, um, so he was sailing a few balls high. His accuracy was a bit off, but of course, once that adrenaline gets going in the fourth quarter, he's fucking mm. the best. There's nobody can be better than him. Yeah, him and Edelman. Uh, two weeks ago too, he was just off, just missing balls, just a little long, and uh, that will come around though. They're it's interesting because they've been fucking. Forcing the ball to Edelman recently. Yeah. Like, he's been getting, like, 11 to 15 targets a game now. They're they're making a conscious effort to get the ball to Julian Edelman. I don't know if he's healthier or if it's because um, they know that the offense, you know, has a, a bit more of a an uptick once Edelman gets the ball. Uh, it just moves, you know, moves more smooth if he's yeah, yeah. the number one option or the number two option after Gronk. Yeah, Gronk and Bennett have been banged up in... What's up with Amendola? He doesn't really get that much playing time. Amendola's a he's a he's a one big play a game guy. He That's comes in, he runs fucking routes, and he does his job. He's always the last option. He's very but he'll effective. Ma- he every time the balls goes, he doesn't make a mistake. No, and he can't. And you're gonna be able to get to keep him around for cheap money. He's gonna yeah. unless he wants to go somewhere and like be a you know be a number two or three option on a. a you know, a mediocre team. He's, yeah, like Kansas City or something like that. Oh, yeah. He, he, he can go there and probably play and uh, be decent. But, I mean, right here he's winning. He's making one big play a game. And, I mean, I think he's happy. He's fucking banging Miss Universe, who's from Rhode Island. <laughs> that, <laughs> that should help. Oh, that girl is smoking hot. Yeah, me and her used to date. Yeah? But, yeah. That was a... Uh, back in you know high school, but you get tired of it. Yeah, know? everyone gets tired of <laughs> yeah. people now and again. Can only keep that pussy around for so yeah, long. Exactly. You got to kick it to the curb. Beat it, sister. <laughs> Done with you. Um, so I just you know Brady, he's gonna come around. He's gonna probably sit out today. He sat out today. He'll probably sit out tomorrow too. And then uh, you know, I mean, it's the L.A. Rams. They're coming in from the West Coast. Jeff Fisher doesn't even know who he's playing. He's watching 2010 film. Fucking, he thinks Randy Moss is going to run deep routes, so I'm not too worried. Ben Coates isn't coming back. He's not, he's not going to be running in cuts against uh, whoever was on the set in the secondary for L.A. So um, I promise you Brady knows more about L.A. than fucking Jeff Fisher does. Uh, so uh, Darrell Revis, is he completely broken, this guy? He, he gives up two touchdown passes to the Patriots rookie uh, receiver stud, I will uh, announce now on on the on the Go podcast. You heard it here first, folks. The breakout star of this New England Patriots team, Malcolm Mitchell. He's the next Dion Branch. He's the opposite of the panic button. 
He's the opposite no. of the panic. I don't panic at all when he gets the ball. No. How about, he had I what I think was the play of the game, third and long, had to have it drive, and Brady looks to him one-on-one coverage against Darrell Roberts, ex-Patriot, um, and he fights him off like fucking Anquan Bolden and makes a ridiculous Brandon Lloyd-type catch. Look at all those name drops. <laughs> Drop another name. Jerry Rice. Chris Carter. Uh Forced him off the, uh, forced him off his body. Made the catch, got the first down, and um, you know he's 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 earning Brady's trust. I've watched I watched those locker room videos, and he's him and Brady are uh, a tight knit group. Yeah, it's about time we drafted a quarterback who could, I mean, a wide receiver who could actually play yeah. with Brady. It's been isn't it amazing that they drafted Aaron Dobson in the second round, whatever it was, like four four years ago, and he's not on the team anymore. Just not in the NFL. Yeah, seriously. Uh, who who did they just cut this year? It was Dobson. Dobson, yeah. Who was the guy we had last year who we cut, who was like the same Boyce. thing as Dobson? Yeah. Boyce. He was the same, yeah, from both from TCU, right? They just... Dobson went to Marshall, and he was pretty good at Marshall. All right. Boyce he, went to TCU. Yeah, they've had so many busts. Chad Jackson, second round. Dobson, second round. Josh Boyce, fourth round. Um, who's that? Taylor Price, I just got angry round. again when you brought up Brandon Lloyd. I forgot we brought that stiff in, and he fucking he did nothing. The lack of Yak Lloyd. He was he awful. Like, he had like 1,200 receiving yards and uh, like six af- yards after the contact. He's ne- he, I, he never once got up after he caught the ball. He, um, I don't even remember him having that many yards in a season. Oh, he, he came he, in right he, after Moss, right? Uh, no, not right after Moss. He came in after Branch was done. So, like, Branch came in for Moss. Uh, you know, they traded yeah. for him for Seattle. And then um, once Branch was pretty much ineffective, they brought in um, Brandon Lloyd when McDaniels came over from St. Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, all he could do was tap his toes on the sidelines. Something weird was about him. Like, they, they said that he was just, like, a fucking weirdo. I mean, he he was good at every in every place he was. He was a high pick, and he was good in Denver. He, I think he led the San league. San Fran, he was yeah, he solid year. He led the league in Denver. He led the, uh, in receiving yards. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he had a fucking really good year in New England. He's just Cutler a whack years. job, yeah. apparently. I mean, I guess there was a lot of reports of him just being a fucking weirdo in the locker room. But um, Darrell Rivas, I thought he only had problems with speed guys, like over-the-top speed, like Sammy Watkins was burning them and, like, Kenny Britt, all these guys that were not very good. And then Malcolm Mitchell's beating him side to side. I mean, he was two steps behind Malcolm Mitchell. Um, yeah, Revis coming weird... into camp, they said, didn't even work out this yeah. offseason. He said he just rolled in like just like it was <laughs> pickup football. What's up, bro? <laughs> That's all good, though, to his credit, though. This he's God-given, baby. <laughs> he's still good enough to play in the NFL. Not at a high, high level as he used to, but still good, and uh, he didn't even work out. What does That's he like... care? He's cashing that $15 million check. Exactly. He's getting $15 million next year. Uh, guaranteed, no matter what. So they like have to cut him and still give him the money. Um, he's going to end up in Baltimore. I already they... told you what is going to happen. I don't, I've been predicting that he's going to get all his guaranteed money, money from the Jets, and then he's going to get cut, and he's going to come to the Patriots for nothing. Oh, I could see. Yeah, I could all he for would, dick. He would of money look good in the uh, in the black and purple though. I could see him down there. I would hate that. It would be awful, but he would look good in it. He'd probably go to Pittsburgh, his hometown. Yeah, Pittsburgh is hometown team with a, hasn't had a good cornerback in like since the seventies. Seriously, uh, I'd love him to come back. He wouldn't be a he wouldn't be a a, a cornerback. I wouldn't think. I mean, he'd be he'd like have to be your slot nickel guy, something like that, or he'd be uh, he could play number two corner, but he'd have to play with like uh, like the way that Logan Ryan's yeah. getting played, like with a, with a with safety help now, something like that. Um, That'd be great, though. Imagine Malcolm Butler and uh, Darrell Revis, both the same type of player. I bet you Revis, if he got cut from the Jets, would work out his ass like off and just be uh, back to not not a hundred percent. But I bet you he'd be he'd still he'd be a top twenty five cornerback if he worked his ass off and got back in the game. Oh, definitely. He's just been he's just smart enough to do. He's, yeah, just yeah. brains wise. Yeah, how these guys don't even have a brain in their head. He yeah. he happens to have one. Um, Rob Gronkowski, another game, another injury. What was this? He his like punctured a lung. What the? F- uh, who knows what this one is? He, uh, it's his back, apparently. Uh, no one saw it. Saw anything happen to him. He ran a long route on like the first or second uh, play of the game. Uh, dove for it. Guy fell on him. He gets up, jogs back, and then plays like another drive, and then comes out and walks to the. Walks to the uh, locker room. Nobody knows what the hell's going on, but all I know is that 
I'm starting to get fucking aggravated with this the injury shit. I mean, I've lo- I love him, and uh, he's still only 27, but it's getting to a point where it's ridiculous. Every single time he gets hit or just if he plays, you have to worry that he's going to not finish the game. Yeah, and with Bennett being this ankle with Bennett, it just seems like it's been lingering and lingering. It's not even like he's healthy, so it's but not the like thing you have is, someone to come Bennett in for. Bennett finishes him. the game. Yeah, that well, he'll no. come out for a few plays. You know, uh, they'll massage his leg and tape it or whatever they have to yeah. do. But he finishes the game. No, I'm with you, but I'm just saying it's like we don't even have a guy to come in and spell Gronk. Like Bennett should be able to, but yeah. he can't even play a whole game because he's kind of banged up. I know too, they so. had they have this weird third tight end. They signed off like the Bengals practice squad, who I'm sure is a fucking uh, a absolute stiff that is not going to be able to play. I think he went to like Northeastern. Trust me, I think he's he, <laughs> he probably couldn't play in the Northeast Conference in uh, Massachusetts. Um, I, well, not many can. No, <laughs> well, to be fair. He's not a sachem <laughs> who did take the big L this this week on Thanksgiving, which is atypical of the sachems. Yeah. Uh, but you know, sachem pride doesn't matter. Still got it. Um, but I'm getting. I mean, I think even the team's starting to get sick of it. He runs with a different set of rules. Injury wise, mm-hmm. uh, where he'll get, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, Rob says his back hurts. First call, first call Rob's dad. Make <laughs> sure his dad says it's okay. His dad takes, uh, you know, looks at his Zubas, t- rips his tank top off, and then, you know, puts back his like his um, his uh, shades that he has from the Kanye video with the, the neon uh, yellow shades exactly. he's probably wearing. Fuck, listening to a Manfred man and. Uh, you know, he says, you know, Rob, you should really come out of the game. I mean, this is going to hurt your, your earning potential or whatever the fuck he tells him. So Rob doesn't practice. He doesn't play unless he gets the go-ahead from the Gronk camp. And he doesn't get the okay, if, you know. Basically, the Pats will give him the okay to play, but then he's going to get the okay from the Gronk camp, mm-hmm. which is his dad at home uh, bench pressing. Um, <laughs> so this guy, I mean, I love him to death. I love him off the field. I love him on the field for the team. But this guy, he, he, it's become, it's becoming ridiculous. It's a yearly thing with him where you're not going to be able to ever get a full season out of him ever again at age 27. No. Uh, he, you know, he's had Hall of Fame numbers. He's a Hall of Fame player already. Uh, most touchdowns in Patriots history in six years. I mean, he's not going to be able to, I don't think his career is going to outlast Brady's, to be honest, at this point. I think Brady's got like five or six more years in him. And I think Gronk's got like, there are three tops. I think Gronk goes to 30 and he's like, fuck this. I've made enough money. I'm dying. Gronk here. really could be like a running back. Just the way he takes hits and how often he gets hit. And, yeah. yeah, he really might be a running back out, out of the league by 30. One of the best in the league at, you know, 27. Walks away boom. from it. Yeah. I don't think, he, but he's not going to walk away from it like Barry Sanders, where he's like, you know what? Don't need football anymore. He's going to walk away from it like a fucking just battered and bruised and can't walk anymore and just be like, fuck this. Like, I'm I'm 30. I've got so much money. They're also going to – he's also going to try and stick around in the limelight, and everyone's going to realize, like, well, when you're not the best tight end <laughs> of the NFL anymore, we kind of don't want to want you we in our commercials. <laughs> exactly. We don't need you funneling yeah. beer. But I could see him, like – he'd be like – he's not going to be – he wouldn't be a good, uh, like, on-TV guy, but he'd be like a good antics guy. Like, he'd be like a good, like, um, like uh, what do you call it, like – a guy for a radio show that does like all the um, like throw up bits, like someone that yeah, <laughs> he'd be like that guy. Like yeah, the, he's gonna be doing morning radio yeah, in Buffalo. Be the, exactly. <laughs> the, let's get Gronk on the radio. Gronk, Gronk, <laughs> would you eat this ice cube of throw up? I was I was driving home last night from a gig with Dom, and uh, on the on Sports Hub on the radio it was like midnight. There, there was this guy going off about how he wanted to fight Nick Saban. He goes, I'll fist fight him right now. He goes, this guy, the way he treats the media, no one treats the media like that. And I guess his, his partner was like Machine Gun. He, yeah. he goes, Machine Gun, would I, ever let, would I ever let someone treat someone like that? He said, no, I'll fight him right now. He's, Where is he? I'll fight him. It's like Machine <laughs> Gun. What a perfect radio. <laughs> perfect morning midnight. radio. Yeah. Morning zoo radio <laughs> fucking name. Joey and the Machine Gun on Eagle 101.2. Scott and Mafia Boy. All right. Yeah, we get it. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards being sick of Gronk's injuries. I love him 100% of the time. I just, you know, I can't trust him. Even Belichick, they had a, a halftime report with him where... Uh, the lovely Jamie Erdahl from uh, of Boston Bruins fame, sideline reporter, asked him, you know, how are you going to go about this with Gronk out? He goes, we're used to it. Like, that's what yeah. Belichick says, you know, we're used to Gronk not being there, uh, which is 
about as a, you know, as a direct shot at him as you can take during a game. He's just sick of the shit. You do want him healthy for the playoffs. He's like the one guy I know. besides Brady you can't not have, but still it's like play just, the season. Oh, yeah, football get, players play football, like Belichick do. said. Yeah. That's why Rob Gronkowski, when he was dominating, was on the fucking field goal team or whatever. He was on the yeah. extra point team on the blocking the end. He got his arm broken. I mean, it, it's not a foreign concept that he was out. He should be playing the game. I mean, he was dominating the teams then. Now he's uh, doing it, but they just hold him out more. I don't buy into that whole like uh, resting guy, like in the fourth quarter or like um, yeah, like saving guys, not putting them on special teams and stuff like that. It's yeah. like a, a football play is a football play. You really kind of you only got fifty three of them. Yeah, I mean on or forty six on game day, whatever. So you got to most of them. All of them got to play. Yeah. Other than your backup quarterbacks, play everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, you could take Gronk out, but that just means more snaps for Bennett because there's no third tight end. Uh, Derby actually had a decent game in Denver this weekend. I know. That's going to annoy me for years (laughs) when he's making all these catches. He's going to make like, he'll have like six catches against us, and then they'll play in the playoffs. He'll have nine catches, like 112 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Fucking, I hate that, that they trade. I don't understand that at all. They trade to a, in conference rival made them stronger, and we got I don't even know what we got fifth round pick, something, yeah, like, fourth nothing. round pick or something, yeah. I don't know, Elway just Elway the GM beating Hell. Belichick the GM, as they would say on WEEI. Um, let me ask you this question if you could only keep one of these things on the lighthouse, you know how Gillette Stadium has a lighthouse? Mm-hmm. I thought that was slick that I made that up. If you could only keep one of these things on the lighthouse, who would it be for the next? Who would it be? And this is for the next five years. Ten games of healthy Rob Gronkowski per season, a full 16-game season of Marty Bennett, or start over with draft picks. You trade Gronk for multiple firsts, and you let Marty walk for a compensatory pick. Whoa. Why is uh, is it not a full 16-game season for Marty? Just one one season? No. If all five years, he'll play every game. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I would take 16 out of Bennett over 10 over Gronk. Really? Which is, who's who's younger? How old's Bennett? Um, I feel like I think Gronk is younger by a couple of years. Maybe. Oh, one Bennett's older. Yeah. Uh, that's a toss up. I, I don't know. Throw I, up a quick Google. I don't know. I really do love Bennett. He's, I do too. Um, he's a great. He, I don't know why all these weird reports of him. So he's 29. Okay, so he's 29. Gronk's 27. Um, he I, looks younger. He runs smoother. He well, black don't crack there, Tyler. You know that. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I mean, I would take still, I don't know, my 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 Patriots loyalty still wants 10 games out of the 10 healthy uh, games from Gronk. I don't know why. I, just, I feel that's the best way to do it. I mean, you could start over, but I love Marty Bennett and Gronk, obviously, together. I think that's going to happen for the foreseeable future. I think uh, at this point, I think Marty Bennett's going to outlast Gronk on the Patriots. And I think that, um, like I said, Brady's going to outlast Gronk. But that doesn't mean they're not going to have a lot of games left. I think that they're going to have like three more years of Gronk after this, and then he's going to be done. Um, yeah, that's like the, the that's when his contract ends. So that's the perfect 2020, I think, is his last, yeah. is, you know, the last year that he'd pick it up, which is good because he doesn't get shitloads of money. I mean, no. he gets. He's, he's going to sign a big contract as soon as that's over. He's yeah. going to get paid like $20 million a year. The Lions will, Exactly. Yeah. Somebody will come and be like, hey, here. Uh, and then he'll just be so broken that it won't even matter. But, you, I mean, Belichick knows when to cut, the, uh, cut all the ties. Uh, but I do think, you know, Gronk's the best tight end that ever lived. So as long as you have him healthy, the better you are. Um, there was a very good, my guy, Patriots, what's his name? Pat's SB49 or something. On Twitter, he's a troll slash knowledgeable Patriots fan. Wrote, uh, Belichick knows that more pieces of silver is better than having one piece of gold or something like that. Uh, basically just talking about the depth. And I said, yeah, but you still need a couple of diamonds to make that silver shine, uh, which he agreed with. Because <laughs> you need, there's no way that uh, having six decent linebackers changes anything unless you have Tom Brady as quarterback and Rob Gronkowski as a tight end or Devin McCourty as a safety. I mean, you have to have studs. Um, that's why it's imperative, I think, to keep Dante Hightower and Malcolm Butler in that defense. Easy on the big words here on the Malcolmville podcast. I confuse some of our listeners, especially Bob out in Cincinnati. Bob from Cincinnati. 
Oh, I dropped the panic button on Bob. He must be nervous. Um, so, Tom Brady got his 200th win, and uh, nobody's really talking about it. He's going to break the record this week. Ho-hum, Tom Brady has the most wins in NFL history this week. He'll have 201. Uh, he did it. What do you call it? Um, actually, let's play a little game. You know what? Defense played well. 200 uh, wins. Patriots look great. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. Barstool. Um, <laughs> all right, let's play a game called Two Truths and a Lie. You want to give me a, You tell me which one's the lie, all right, about Tom Brady. All right. And, the, and squad. And don't cheat because you get the fucking prep sheet. Um, it's all about his illustrious career in New England. Brady is tied with Peyton Manning win record, but has played in 31 less games. Is that true or false? True. That's true. Tom Brady has won 10 games every season except once. False. He's won 10 games every season. No, that is a true statement. He won 10 games every game every year except, except for 2002. 2002. I thought he went 10 and 6. No, oh, 9 and 7. Damn it. 9 and 7. Ah. So you already know the answer to this one. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than all NFL franchises. Yeah. No, that has to be false. It's false. <laughs> it, <laughs> just the, the fact that you had to think about it is telling, but he only has he he has more wins than twenty one NFL teams in the playoffs, out of thirty two, and obviously his team. So out of wow. thirty, uh, thirty one, whatever. Okay, let's do it again. I'm not. Let's not pick out of every single one, true or false. So Tom Brady has four Super Bowl wins, while Jeff Fisher has six winning seasons and has coached since nineteen ninety four. True. Don't tell me the answers until the end. See if okay. I'm right. In 22 seasons, Fisher has gone 8-8 eight and eight five times. <laughs> that has to be true. <laughs> Tom Brady has gone 8-8. No, more. Eight. Yeah. Tom Brady has gone 8-8 eight and eight as a starter once. False. That's the false one, yeah. So Fisher has gone 8-8 eight and eight five times, which is, that sounds not too bad, but then you have to circle around and look at how many times he's gone 7-9 and nine and 6-10, and ten, and then you'd realize how terrible and mediocre and average a coach he is. Um, and Tom Brady has four Super Bowl wins, yes. And Jeff Fisher has six winning seasons, and he's been a head coach since 1994. That is fucking That's impressive. ridiculous longevity. Or he has photos of somebody, all the owners. I don't know what he's doing. He must be like very intimidating in a one-on-one office situation. Like He must be impossible to fire. Well, you listen to that, fucking, that, that quote he had at the beginning, that... That 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 um video, the nine and seven video. I'm not fucking going nine and seven. He's like, I know what I'm doing, all right? <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. I know. Steve McNair knew what he was doing <laughs> when he was there, and then you know, he took you to the Super Bowl and that was it. And then now you stink again. How did he someone broke into Steve McNair's house and shot him? Is that what happened? I don't remember. I think it was his girlfriend. Or his ex wife or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, something weird like that, right? Yeah. Well that's yeah, Sean Taylor was the break in. Yeah, Sean out. Taylor was break in in uh yeah, in Miami. Sean Taylor. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor won. All right, the last one. Um, Patriots versus Jeff Fisher, the last two games, have won 104-7. to seven. Have they scored seven on us? Uh, that's true. That's true. true. Dominique Easley, now with the Rams, leads his team in sacks after being cut by the Patriots. That's false. That's false. He has two and a half sacks, though. Uh, and Jeff Fisher often gives anonymous quotes that are obviously about Spygate and Deflategate, and Belichick takes it out on him. Last time, won 59-0 in the snow. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so that was a great win. I was reading his, one of his anonymous quotes the other day. Somebody tweeted, and it was, um, you know, last time we went up there, it was snowing, and, uh, you know, they were smart. They, they sprayed silicone on their feet so that the snow wouldn't stick to them. This guy is fucking. What? He's exact. I don't. I've never heard that before. That the Patriots sprayed silicone on their cleats so that the snow wouldn't stick to it. And he was like, "That's smart on their part." But all this, put taking the air out of the football. That's bullshit. He's a truther. He's, him. Him and Pete Carroll should hang out and jerk off silicone? on a s'more. Like the stuff you you put on like your like yeah, wall, like caulking. No, not like that. Like spray silicone, like uh, you know, slick, um, you know, like cooking oil or something. Oh. Uh, so that you know, the, so it slips up. The snow doesn't stick to your cleats. That's that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It might. I I don't even know if it's false, but all I do know is that Belichick occupies so much room in this guy's brain <laughs> that he should be paying rent. He's fucking owns this guy's brain. That mustache is filled with fucking nothing but uh, Bill Belichick running circles. 
fucking moron he is. Um, I'm so sick of these spy gate and deflate gate truthers. Marshall Fox still thinks that the Patriots uh, filmed walkthroughs and Jeff Fisher, Bart Scott, another classic Bart Scott says that the Patriots are already done with Gronk last week. Try to be the, the first guy to the, uh, him and Max Kellerman, first guys, they're, they're the guys that love to say things over and over about the Patriots and until eventually they're right and they outsmarted the big bad machine. It is, it is kind of rewarding to see all these guys on like ESPN just, just, you know, still, like, you know, it just eats them alive that the Patriots are just still dominant all these still years after they're gone. Shit up. Yeah. Exactly. Bart Scott. Bart Scott was on one good team his whole career, won the Super Bowl because Ray Lewis brought him there, and then uh, goes to the Jets, has, wins one game, and then has a memorable quote, and it shoots him into fucking whatever channel he's on. I don't even know. CBS. He's an f- absolute moron. No, I haven't seen him. I'd fist fight him if he wasn't an NFL player. <laughs> Swear to God, I'd fist fight him. I'd win, too. If he wasn't who he was, machine, I'd yeah. fist fight him, and I'd beat him. <laughs> um, but I'm just sick of him. And they're dumb. You know, even, the, even Boston guys. I, just, I hate listening to WEI, Felger, and Maz. Just guys that uh, bring up ridiculous. You know Tom Brady's uh, nearing the end of his career, and he's going to fall off a cliff pretty soon. Okay, what does that mean? I mean, is it tomorrow? No. Is it next year? I don't know. Probably not. Then when is it? Tell me when he's going to start being terrible. He's 39. Eventually, his career is going to come to an end. You can't point out that in November of 2016, you, you, you were right. That doesn't make any sense. I just hate these guys that have to be, have to be I was there first guy. Called it. Called it. Yeah, they really... Uh, it really is just annoying, all, this, all the hate you see on Brady. Like... He's been pretty much year after year. They're like, all right, well, is this a down year for Brady? I don't think it's coming from him or Breeze in the next five years. Like, no, neither one of them looks good, too. Down. Only problem with Breeze, he had that one major surgery on his arm. Um, he's short, but it hasn't affected him yet. I mean, no. fucking. Uh, Those guys are going to be there for. Because you see how bad the quarterbacks that come in year after year. Exactly. If you don't think Brady could throw for like 2,400 yards and, you know, 18 touchdowns and two interceptions in a season with a good running te- like team. He could do that if it he was, could win. If that's su- what happened. He could literally win the Super Bowl with. If he was on Kansas City, they yeah. would be undefeated. That's they how bad Alex Smith is. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, in Denver, if he was on Denver right now, and he they would be undefeated also. These teams, these a lot of quarterbacks teams. are so bad. Brock Osweiler is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. It's am- play it's, football. It really, it's an, it's amazing. Like the people that they run out and pay. Like, Jay Cutler is an anomaly to sports. I don't understand how he got to the NFL. I know that he's got this laser rocket arm that could fucking throw through a wall. <laughs> but he is the worst quarterback I've ever seen play. And you wonder why he got traded out of Denver and uh, by a smart coach. Uh, Josh McDaniels fucking got rid of him immediately. Brought in Kyle Orton, some fucking jobber. I like, used to love Orton. He's a, he's a, he's a, he was a jobber, <laughs> like a bushwhacker from yeah. WWF. And uh, they brought him in and were like, you know what? We'll fucking win with this idiot. And Orton's this fucking, so long. Yeah, I liked him on Chicago, too. He his was, Ringo Starr hairdo. <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah, but so, I mean, look at our own division. I mean, Tannehill is... God, the Dolphins have been on a run, but you yeah. can't win anything with Tannehill. You just... It's never going to happen. Their offense is... I mean, their wide receivers are sick. They're pretty stacked. Kenny Stills is real good, yeah. They got Kenny Stills. They got Devontae Parker's breaking out. I love Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I do They don't have a great tight end. They're running back this Jay. Ajayi. Ajayi. His his broken out a little bit, but, I mean, still, it's Miami. I mean, they'll fucking blow it. They're a rookie coach. Um, Buffalo, I think, is better than Miami, to be honest with you. But, um, I don't know. Miami always makes a late run. Luckily, the Patriots get him last game of the season in sunny Miami. Hopefully, the game doesn't mean anything for us, and they can just rest everyone. We still have them twice, right? No, they beat them already when they were shitty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really? When the Dolphins were playing shitty, and and then they got them last. I think they played them first game of the year, and then they played them last. No, they played them. Yeah, they played them early on. They, they played them the first game, home yeah. game, and then they played them the last uh, yeah, game yeah, of the year yeah. in Miami, uh, which would be nice for them because, you know, get some sun. Um, which, you know what nobody ever talks about, too, with cheating and all this garbage? Uh, silicone feet. Fucking asshole. Um, Miami Dolphins. Uh, which is smart, and I love it, to be honest with you. They play in super hot Miami, where it's humid and horrible to be, Florida. And um, they design their stadium so the sun is constantly on the visitor's sideline, <laughs> just beating on the I team. I like that, too. Which is good, because they always make the visiting team in, like, hot, um, 
hot months where their colors. Yeah. So like the Patriots would be down there, navy blue, sweating to death. Yeah. Fucking under the sun with those weird air conditioner fans. Uh, which I think that was smart. But anyway, uh, let's look at the Los Angeles outlook for this week. Um, the only player that scares me on that team is Aaron Donald. He is a freak. These D tackles that are coming up that are like, I mean, there used to be guys like that, like Haloti Nada and stuff. Like, but these guys are way more athletic than Nada was when Nada was like this freak athletic D tackle. Yeah, Aaron Donald's are... small, too. He's like, I feel like he's like 6'2", uh, like under 300 pounds, and fucking... Bur- he's an interior D lineman with six sacks. His That's like traps a go higher than his ears. Like they're fucking huge. This guy, he, he, like I was hoping, he's like a Geno Atkins. His yeah, he's like Geno Atkins, yeah. except smaller. But he has like I remember the hype coming out of like his senior bowl and uh, and his last season at Pitt. Like they were like, this guy is ridiculously good. Like nobody even thought how good he was. And then uh, they were like, all of a sudden he was like. He's going to be a top 10 pick. I was, and I was kind of hoping like late in the year that he was going to slide to the Patriots and be a steal. And then the Rams took him at like seven, and he's just been dominant. I think he's, he's better than J.J. Watt, to be honest with you. He's been playing on the edge. J.J. Watt plays on the edge. You can use that leverage. Mm. Fucking Aaron Donald is in the middle fighting through giants, teams, yeah. dry, fighting through trees and getting everybody. I mean, he's a fucking monster. I don't, he's not as good a, uh, I mean, um, he's not as good a run stopper as like Ndamukong Su, but... Uh, I mean, I, he's better at pass rusher than any interior D lineman ever, probably. I do love myself uh, some Mark Barron, too. You like Mark Barron? I do. I love those safeties who play linebacker who just come stuff the uh, He was another fucking Patriot uh, wannabe late in the—he late in the, uh, was getting a lot, of, a lot of mocks to the Pats to come play safety, and then he went to Tampa and was terrible as a safety. Yeah, they cut him, like, right away. They yep. sent him out. He, he lasted, like, a year and a half and then uh, got picked. I don't even know if he got on waivers. Maybe he got on free agents— Free agency to St. Louis at the time. They might have traded him for something like a six-round pick or, or some nonsense. Yeah, but, but now he's playing pretty good as a linebacker. Who's yeah. I, anybody else? I don't even know who they got there. They got that dude from Georgia, Ogletree. Okay, he's like a he, but he's like a skinny, same type of like you know, he's not a regular linebacker. They have like a like a Jamie Collins mold type guy. Yeah, except more like Mingo. He's smaller. Mingo. Uh, I know our boy. So he's an awesome special teamer. <laughs> he's a he's a freak pass rusher. They just haven't allowed to. Like, they just go don't want him to do it. They're saving him, saving him for uh, intramural season. Um, there, I know they I got Gurley. Is Gurley any good? Gurley, he's he might be. Down Their here. offensive line isn't strong, so. Their offense is so brutally bad. It's it's second to last in uh, in yards gained. So they you know they put in the uh, quarterback, the rookie quarterback who should have started from game one. If you're trying to do anything with this kid, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why you're starting that other guy who got concussed on the field and they let him play. Uh, it makes no sense. So now they get this guy in, and he threw up a lot of yards in in New Orleans. But everybody throws up a ton of yards in New Orleans. So. It's gonna be interesting how see how they match up with their wide receivers. I mean, Kenny Britt's that you know classic big bodied tall receiver. Yeah. They got Tavon Austin, who's the short, shifty guy. I who's gonna cover who? I think that uh, honestly, I think that they'll. I think that um, Coleman will be active this week, um, and he'll he'll be on uh, Tavon. Yeah, I think he will be because he'll uh, he's very good shifty side to side type player. And they've made it. He's been. Um, He's been inactive the last couple of weeks, and he's going to get the active. He'll come in. He'll cover Tavon Austin. You're going to see Logan Go, Ryan. On. Uh, yeah, and I'll see Logan Ryan on the right side against Kenny Britt with a. With I don't. Even, you don't need a fucking safety over the top of him. I mean, he's been playing for like nine years. Kenny Britt puts up some. He can score. He can make some plays on you. I think that's play. who. That's probably going to. They're probably going to be over the top on him because who else do they? They don't really have anyone else. I don't, I don't know a third. They got that Jonathan Quick who's tall. Yeah, I mean, Malcolm like, Butler could erase him from the yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by himself. So I wouldn't be too surprised if, yeah, I would Maybe think Coleman. we could Coleman, actually play some man this week for the first time. In yeah, I'd love to see some man defense. Weeks. I mean, they're going to be able to fucking unload on this team, basically. Blitz, play some games, get ready, get the defense fired up about playing defense, for Christ's sakes. Because, um, I mean, Jared Goff's only in his third game, which is, is a double-edged sword for the Patriots because usually they fuck with a rookie's head. And they'll get, you know, they'll send pressure. They'll disguise pressures. They'll disguise the defense. You know, people will be standing around like they don't know what they're doing. And then all of a sudden rush at you. And he'll eventually throw a pick. But um, has Belichick also, ever lost to a rookie quarterback? He's lost to a rookie quarterback, but not at home. Uh, they lost to Russell Wilson 
Ooh, yeah. One, a couple of years Seattle, back. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Mark Sanchez. <laughs> That's right. The Sanchez. Yeah, the Sanchez. Um, you know, they lost to rookie quarterbacks before, but they've never lost at home to a rookie quarterback. So I don't expect it to start here. Uh, the only problem is there's when there's lack of um, when there's lack of NFL film on a pro quarterback, they typically um, they struggle. So like it happened, I think maybe the second game of the year, a couple years back, the year they went to the Super Bowl and won. Um, they played the Raiders and Derek Carr, yeah. who not good. And Derek Carr, Wilfork uh, picked the ball. Yeah, on the, the f- and they were going in to win it. Basically, yeah. they were they were like going in to win. And um, and Derek Carr got zero two that yeah. year. What's happened? We almost started zero two. Oh, should have started zero yeah. two. I was pissed. I was fucking bullshit. It was uh should have blown him out by forty. Mm-hmm. And um, you know they he threw a batted ball and Vince Wilfork p- picked it off with like you know thirty seconds left. That was awesome. Yeah, but I don't celebrate those wins. I never celebrate those wins. I walk out of the stadium pissed, and then I come on my podcast and bitch and moan. <laughs> and then NFL players blow me off because anytime, they don't want to hear it. Anytime you see Vince Wilfork just running down the field the opposite way with a ball, Man, it's I love always Vince a good time. There was a season where he had like two interceptions in a row. Uh, and he had like 80 yards returned. Yeah, he, he picked <laughs> off Phillip Rivers on a screen pass. Yep. Phillip Rivers was trying to screen it to somebody, and uh, you know he caught it clean. It wasn't even like a, a battered ball. He He... He uh, battered. It's not a woman. It's a batted, <laughs> batted ball. <laughs> uh, he, he caught it clean and ran like 80 yards, almost scored. Yeah. He and didn't he got... overcook a steak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, th- I mean, this team, the Rams, they're only converting 34% on third down. That's horrible. I think the, the Patriots, I mean, Patriots aren't great at it, but I think they're doing like 48%, 49%. Um, there's been years where the Patriots were, were, were on third down in the 60s. Yeah, Brady passing on third down is real legit. Right now, yeah. Brady has a. I think he has a perfect passer rating on third down. Yeah, he's awesome. Or he did up until last week, which is a ridiculous feat. I mean, I would have loved to see Brady break the uh, the uh, passer rating mark, but Aaron Rodgers had sent um, a couple years back. He was like 120 or something. But I don't think he's got. I don't think he's in line for that anymore. He had a couple off games. The one against Seattle and the Jets, he didn't. Uh, have as many completions. It does feel like a not that it matters. A three hundred and eighty yard four touchdown game for. Brady. Oh yeah, I think that they've completely. I mean, first of all, Belichick is say he fucking hates. He won't say it, but he he hates Jeff Fisher, and he wants to throw up as many points as he can. The biggest compliment he gave to any player on the Rams this week was their punter. He, was the punter, he called right? him an absolute weapon. He loves <laughs> nobody loves special teams like Bill Belichick no. loves fucking special teams. Belichick started rattling off punter after punter after punter, just talking about how good this exactly. guy was. I could name maybe three punters. Yeah. They've all punted for the Patriots. He was talking. The only punter in the uh, Hall of Fame is that guy that was on the Raiders. Fucking Ray, Ray guy. Ray guy. Yeah. And Belichick went to bat for him. To get in the uh, in the Hall of Fame, so stupid. Yeah. I, was, I love yeah, it. He, he was like drafted in the first round. There's a, him and Al Davis thought the same way about special teams. So like Al Davis drafted Sebastian Janikowski in the first round, who's a beast. And then he then he drafted Leckler, Shane wait, Leckler. No way, Gus Janikowski went in the first round. First round, like mid first round, like 17. Jeez. Well, I get honestly great pick. I look, who went, look who went 18. I guarantee the guy's a scrub and played probably. about three years and out. I mean, he, he was probably picked it. Like, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, probably 96 at this point. I mean, Al Davis was alive. He's been dead for a long time now. Yeah. Janikowski played with um, with Deion Sanders, right? Fuck, I don't think no, so. No, no, no. That'd be the 80s. Well, all right. And he wasn't a Raider. I'm a full... No, I meant at Florida State. Oh, at Florida State. No, maybe. I'm a full fucking 40 in, so... Yeah. <laughs> I should have taped your hands to that fucking thing. Play a little Edward Forty hands while we were yeah. podding. Um, you ever play that game before? Abs- yeah, cool. you've, you've had a couple Edward Forty hands. You got the game. The trick is always tape your hands to the top of the bottle, because that way the the beer doesn't get piss warm oh, halfway through. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good move. Yeah, and I've been able to piss. I don't care what other people say. I can get I can get my dick out if I have to. But the time, in a yeah. pinch. Also, yeah. it's not much area. Yeah, it just I don't falls out the of bottom area. of your jeans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't need much area. I just got to open one of the buttons on my fly. <laughs> thing just pops out. And uh, so, um, I'm excited. This week, they're, um, they're honoring the uh, 2001 Super Bowl champions. Uh, going to be like 40 guys there from the team. Uh, obviously, some of them are still playing. Two of them, in fact. One, Adam Vinatieri and Tom Brady. Oh, wow. Uh, so, they're still playing. There's a bunch of guys that are coaching now, but... Um, you know, my boy Chatham, he'll be celebrated like the hero he is. And then when he comes on the podcast, we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> as, as long as uh, 
Vinny Testaverde doesn't have a podcast he has to do. Um, <laughs> I, I can already see it right now that Bob Kraft can't wait to give his We Are All Patriots speech. Again, I have gotten so far over the top of this. When he first did it, it was like the greatest thing you'd ever heard. We are all patriots. Remember after they won? Well, you were a little kid, but uh, when they won the first Super Bowl, after it, you know, it was not, after 9-11, he's like, today... The Patriots are world champions. Remember? And he was like, we are all Patriots, and today Patriots are world champions. Man. And now he says it after every single Super Bowl win. And I was at the uh, – I was so excited after they won in Seattle. I was at the game, and uh, I was like, oh, God, here it comes. And I got douche chills just watching it. And I was it like, really no. Oh. I go, no, don't do it. I never knew about this. Bob, don't do it again. No. And he did it again. He goes, we are all Patriots. He's I a know. hack. Oh, such a hack. Reuses bits Bob constantly. Hack. Come up with some new material, Bob. Seriously, one time for me. He's going to drop it again. He's a big nostalgia guy, which is whatever. I love the guy for it, but, I mean, come up with some new material. We need it. Content. Yeah. I'm a, this is a content business, baby. Come on. Got to bring it. Yeah, you do. And if we're being honest, this fucking uh, Rams week is no Seattle week. All right, yeah, We were geared up for Seattle. The Rams, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like the team, we put, we played our competition. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect that they're, they're bringing the 2001 team back for... Uh, Against, oh, against wow. the Rams. Love Do you think it. They, they obviously did that on purpose? Oh, yeah, they must have done that. That's it on great. It's kind of rubbing in fucking Marshall Fox's stupid face. It is. He has a weird round head. You ever notice Dude, that? I it's like, like a bash it in with like a fucking brick. It's like a circle. I don't know. I like when Willie McGinnis put his fucking ass in the dirt 40 times during that game. Oh, I don't fucking. I really do love Willie. Same. The I'll old stories. Hang from out with him. Willie McGinnis are the fucking best. About how when he was a rookie, the like one of the older offensive tackles were fucking with him. And he was in a towel, and he beat the shit out of the fucking offensive tackle naked in dick. a locker room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy you don't. A rookie beats your ass <laughs> naked. That's a guy you don't. Have fuck you ever with. seen Willie McGinnis? He's fucking He's six six fucking and monster. huge. Yeah, He's fucking what was he? The third overall pick, or the? Oh no, did he go number one overall? He might have gone number one. Where's he from? USC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him yeah. and Snoop Loop. He right? looked fucking huge in college. He looked like a grown man. He looked like he was fucking forty five in college. Oh, dude, he was a fucking beast. And then. For some reason, Bill Parcells and uh, Pete Carroll didn't know where to play him. They're just like, you know what? Play outside linebacker. Maybe, you know what? Play safety. You a long snapper? And then fucking Belichick comes in and puts him DN yeah. outside linebacker, and he fucking dominates. Seriously, it's like, oh, we have Lawrence Taylor again. He's <laughs> a dominant player. Everyone's like, he was on, they had um, Willie McGinnis on the uh, expansion list for the Houston Texans. Oh, Jesus. Which means that basically the Houston Texans, when they came into the league, could have had Willie McGinnis for nothing. And they were like, you know what, Willie McGinnis? I don't want Willie McGinnis. They didn't take him? No, of course. Well, obviously not. He's finished with the Patriots, remember? Um, yeah, but I feel like that's something Belichick would come in and fucking smash him on the face over before it happened. But no, oh. he did it. Belichick put him on it. He did? Yeah. Belichick, after the 2001 season, after they won the Super Bowl, I mean, or maybe it was after 2000, whatever year the fucking stupid Texans came in, he had Willie McGinnis on the list, and they didn't take him. Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Kind of uh, makes me sad. I know, it's sad, but then Belichick was like, you know what, I fucked up, and... That's that's what makes Belichick a bigger man than us. He can admit a mistake and make us a, a, a scrub into a superstar. Yeah. Unlike us, we can't polish a turd. No. Turd is this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, excited to see my boy Matt Chatham get celebrated this week. Uh, my prediction this week, 41-14. Brady gets his 201st win. Um, what do you think? I'm going to be a little... I think I'm just going to be like 31... I feel like the defense is going to shut him down. 31-6. Ooh, I'd like that. Yeah. I only gave him 14 points, but I thought that, you know, I thought... Yeah, it's like the same score, though. So, two it's most wins in NFL history, how do you think they celebrate them? I don't even think it really gets brought up. You don't think that they're going to do anything? I like to see them... Uh, I think they should borrow that horse from Peyton Manning's uh, touchdown <laughs> thing with the little cute cowgirl coming in with the monkey. They have the little monkey uh -huh. cowboy and uh, the flag. Uh, I'm betting they just announce it and uh, and there's nothing else. Yeah. Like they just like, Tom Brady has just won more games than any player in NFL history. I would love it if or any uh, quarterback or whatever. Who's their boy Bon Jovi? If he comes out and just does an uh, entire fucking comes up like the fucking Undertaker from the yeah. fifty yard line, <laughs> living on a prayer. <laughs> take my hand. It's the only guy Belichick would allow a concert after Imagine. every fucking game. How good would that be? He came up yeah. from the fucking the bottom. Threw tacks on the ground, threw mankind on them. Seriously, imagine what the Colts would do if their guy was the guy to break you know this record. Oh God, they would be the they would shut the season down for the rest of the, the year. The cheerleaders would go through a blowjob line, <laughs> and then you'd, Chris Collinsworth would be right behind him. Uh, uh, Indiana is just one of the worst. It it 
It has to be the worst state. In it's not good. It's awful. Indianapolis is terrible. I went there for the Super Bowl. Um, we drove from Chicago, which is infinitely better. Uh, it was like a three-hour ride through corn, basically. It really is. Yeah. That's all it is. And then you get there, and you're like, projects, 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 stadium. <laughs> no idea. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this nice steakhouse, which I wasn't, you know, was obviously too packed to go to. St. Elmo's, which is supposed to be super legit. That fucking Midwest steak. Probably awesome. Yeah, there's just like I can't even think of one good thing about Indiana. Like the basketball team, maybe is that Hoosiers, it? Hoosiers, the movie. Yeah, is uh, that fucking? I mean, they got the KKK. They're fucking. Well, they're that's just a garbage. plus always. Um, <laughs> they're just garbage state. It's terrible people, really. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't get anything else to say about Indiana. Really, they're just like not even off. relevant. They're just a they love hoops. Yeah. I liked Parks and Rec. That was based there. Um, was it? Yeah. I don't know. In a fake show. town. Um, Pawnee, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Cannon, first guy to get an extension. How about that? You got a shout out to uh, Jerry Thornton. I do love to shout out to Jerry Thornton. I mean, uh, he called it. I fucking, I mean. That was him. So that just, you know what that means. I mean, that's the end of Sebastian Vollmer. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. I mean, you can't be that big of a man and be that old and keep playing. Ger- big German. Just keeps getting hurt. I mean, I don't know if he's going to play ever again. Probably not. A hip injury. I think for some weird reason, I feel like uh, linemen go through their entire careers with the Patriots, and I barely notice it. Like, I, like if you're really good, like, Matt Solder's about to be here for yeah. 11 years. Man, like, exactly. Solder's a perfect example. Like, I remember, like, Stephen Neal. Like, I was like, they were like, Stephen Neal's retiring. I was like, he's like, retiring? What are you talking about? He's been on the team for like a year and a half. <laughs> he's like, he was on the team yeah. for like 12 years. Stork. Playing right guard. Stork fucking played 15 <laughs> minutes with the team. <laughs> but he entire career with <laughs> he the Pats. He did play his entire career with the Pats. I'll give him that. Um, yeah, he, the only guy that really shipped out that was like significant, I can think of, is Mankins. Mankins after th- like 13 years, and though. He, yeah, and he was the only guy. I mean, Matt White retired with the Pats. Yeah, everybody. I mean, yeah, but they just retire, and you don't even notice yeah. it. Yeah, you just, just um, cycle them through. So it's good. I mean, the only guy that ever believed in Marcus Cannon was Dante Scarnecchia, and it it's it's working out. I mean, the dude got paid. Yeah. Shoddy got paid. It really is amazing how much a coach makes a difference, though, because how bad the same exact offensive line was last year compared to what they are this year, it's, it's, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that, that Joe Thune made a big difference. He really that uh, was a That was a great pick. Yeah, that was he's a great a trade. Um, he's a fucking, he's killing Him it. and Malcolm Mitchell were the two guys we got for Jones, right? We talked about this uh, last week. Right? Yeah, Mitch, they got a second round pick, that guard. Um, Thune. Oh, that guard sucks. That they Cooper's got rid gone. of. Yeah, yeah, they got rid of Jonathan Cooper. Just a fat mess. And then they got um, Thune and Malcolm Mitchell out of it. And a second round pick. So that's going to be next year, right? Um, so that'll be exciting. Or maybe that was this year. I don't know. Fuck but, it. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, so did you guys, you heard about the Tim Tebow $1 million story. Um, <laughs> he was right. He, he's going around on his, uh, tell, talking about his book. And he's on Fox News, and he gives this little tidbit of how um, he was offered a $1 million, um, what do you call it? Uh, commercial. Commercial, yeah. Just do a million dollars, probably for some Dubai. bullshit. Um, and they were going to pay him a million dollars. No, probably not Dubai. They hate Christians. No, who knows <laughs> what the fuck it was. <laughs> for some reason, I just immediately went to... Uh, I'm like sure it was some... like a fucking uh, a car company. Yeah. It, was like some... That's, it was probably some fucking idiot in Indiana who was, was going to pay him a million dollars. Er- Ernie Buck yeah. Jr. Get wanted my... him to shill for Honda for 15 minutes. They were going to give him a million dollars, and he called Belichick, knowing uh, you know Belichick, he wanted to not be a distraction, which I respect. Um that and he says, you know, Bill, I, I got offered this this deal, a million dollars. I don't know if he gave him the money, but uh, he's like, you know, I got offered this. Um, you know, I'd like to do it if if you you're okay with it. And Bill was like, no, Tim, I'd rather you didn't. And there was a million dollars right out of Tim Tebow's pocket. And then uh, a week later, Bill Belichick cuts him in what is I call. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> To be honest, if he did the commercial, there's like a 2% chance Belichick ever sees it. He doesn't watch TV. He He just didn't want to be a distraction to the team. Tim Tebow was a great guy. Look, I love Tim Tebow. He stinks at football. I fucking am sick of him. Sick of him. Yeah, he was was uh, was oversaturated when he was with the Broncos. It was like the lead story on everything. And when he came to the Patriots, it mostly died out. But um, I just don't think anyone could be that nice all the time. Well, I also think he's gay, so that doesn't help. Oh, 
That's is that a hot take? I don't think it's a hot take. I think a lot of people have that take. No, once you said it, it made perfect sense. Yeah, in my head, I was like, oh, I was that, watching him on Fox, <laughs> and I was like, up. there's a smoking reporter talking to him, like loving him for being Christian, and she's like, I love you, I applaud you for your faith, and he, she, I was like, this girl's Christian, like she's smoking hot. Why won't you date her? Yeah, and he's just like, you know what, dicks look a lot better than her. You. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Florida girls who would have gave up the anal for oh, him God, to please. stay a virgin until he's married. Please, you know how many he, he could have fucked every girl, every Florida Gator uh, there ever was. He just including the Gator. He just really is just fighting down his sexuality yeah, every day, whole, just in church praying for hours a day. He's God. that guy. He's that guy in the bow tie. I's not gay anymore. <laughs> I gotta pull that up. God, why are you making me want these all these dicks now? <laughs> this is Tim Tebow. Nobody loves football uh, and sports. He just wants to be around it. fucking tight men. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he wants to be around everybody in the shower, which is yeah. fine. Enjoy yourself. Tivo was the was the first guy in the locker room. He was the last guy to leave the locker room. <laughs> He's always in the showers. Cleanest guy we saw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. This guy's the best. In college, there was a kid. Uh, Turn around and tell those people. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I said I like women. Women, 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 women! I said, women, I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will, I will love a woman. <laughs> yeah, whatever, that's enough of him. That was Tim Tebow. Um, Tebow definitely is a, he's definitely a couple no more. digits in the asshole type guy when he jerks off. You, actually, if hey, he even not, does that's, that, that's, that's not that's not let's not tear that down right away, right in front of everyone. He, yeah, he yeah. might not even do. He might not even be a. Uh, he might not even masturbate. He might suppress that. Imagine, imagine the load the first time at age fucking thirty. Oh, you drop on he, a on on your new newlywed. You'd have to have just wet dreams all the time. Oh, I, I've never had one. That's how much I've jerked off in my life. Oh, you're missing out. I in college we had this kid in the locker room. I was going to get this. But he was this wide receiver. He's this kid from Louisiana. He was like 6'3", and he took the first shower stall. So when you came around the corner, he was the first guy there every time. He had like a nine-inch dick soft. It was ridiculous. And he stood just flaunted into everyone. Yeah. I could go in the shower. I'd go right into the corner, and I would just fucking Uh. wash up as quick as possible and just get out there. He If you're packing nine, I wouldn't fucking eat. I wouldn't wear clothes to work. He spent 90% of the time with his hands over his head washing his fucking hair. He didn't. Oh, that was fucking... That's how he should be. Yeah, it was. It was. And I'm a, glad uh, you noticed that. <laughs> it was a sight to be seen. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's the Malcolm Go podcast. <laughs> we'll end on that note for the week. Um, so we're gonna do. A, I think we're gonna go live from the um, from the tailgate this week. Uh, me and my brother and another guy, uh, hopefully Tim Tebow. Uh, we're gonna be in the parking lot tailgating. It is my birthday on oh, Sunday, shit. so it's gonna be lit. I mean, Miller lights are gonna be flying around heavy. Um, so I expected to be fucking riotous, get fucking crazy, see the 2001 team, high-five my boy Matt Chatham, um, shout-out Elvis Gerback, um, shout-out Jim Harbaugh and uh, J- uh, Jim Plunkett, all the other podcasts um, that he's going to be doing next Wednesday. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, until then, I mean, you got anything hey, to plug? No, just keep the emails coming. I think we got, what, 112 emails this week? That was yeah. up from last week. It was up from last week. Yeah. We got a lot of DMs this week. A lot of people yeah. slid into our DMs. We got, yeah, we got like 100, uh, yeah, like 112 emails this week, uh, you know, with requests. Nothing great. A lot of cock picks. <laughs> a lot of cock picks. <laughs> which is good. The kid from Louisiana dropped a few. Yeah. Um, which you got, you know, again, yeah, send anything bad. you want. I like to, I like to um, you know, be... Be interactive with the fans and 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 bring the Malcolm Go podcast. We're gonna take this thing to the fucking moon. So, um, you know, give us a shout out. Follow me at Malcolm Go Pod on Twitter. At Brady Disciple on Twitter is my main account, which is uh, which gets retweeted on Malcolm Go. And again, the email is Malcolm Go Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, you can find us pretty much all the time on there. Tyler, what you got? Nothing. Uh, at maybe it's Tyler on Twitter. Ooh, at maybe Can I get one that. follower from this fucking thing? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! You're not giving us a lot of hope. I don't think the Malcolm Go podcast follows me. To be honest, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Malcolm Go has got. He's only follows like five thousand people. He's very <laughs> selective. Yeah, um, earn it. All right, uh, rest in peace, Vince, and uh, go Patriots. Bye, Vince. Do your job. 